Hello, everyone. Welcome to Speak Like a Pro Podcast, the most authentic channel in shaping people to speak like pros. I'm your host, Emmanuel Bobby. I have a very special guest today in the person of Dr. Erika Kari. Dr. Erika Kari has a PhD in communication. He's assistant professor at Tulsing University, Maryland, USA. His expertise are in research, specifically in organizational communication and leadership. He teaches courses such as public speaking, organizational communication, and leadership communication. His hobbies are playing football and watching television dramas. Welcome, Dr. Eric Kakari, to Speak Like a Pro podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Question is, what does a strong opening, a, a good structure, vocal variety, effective pauses do to a speech? Great question. And I, I think I'll start with strong opening. So when one of the things that I, I, I try to do and I try to, whenever I get opportunity to teach a public speaking class, try to try to tell my students, is that a strong opening is crucial and anyone who's ever taking my class and even even when i don't teach public speaking classes um every class i teach or almost every class i teach there's a there's a research presentation or some kind of presentation component where students would have to pick a topic related to obviously the course and would have to develop a presentation, usually a short presentation, about six to eight minutes or so presentation about the topic. And every single time, one of the things, and if you speak to any of the hundreds of students who've gone through my classes, they will tell you that I am obsessed about the opening of a presentation. Your opening is what will determine whether whether you're speaking for five minutes or for one hour, the opening is what's going to determine whether your audience is going to be with you okay. or not. Your opening is boring and and uneventful and it's just, you know, so flat. Your audience tunes out after 30 seconds. Okay. And you may be presenting the most interesting pieces of information this world has ever seen you may have made incredible discovery but if you are not able to write at the beginning able to capture the attention of your audience your audience might not you might you are lucky if you you are lucky if you get maybe 20 percent of people who who even hear what especially now in the age of technology right yeah. if you go back maybe 20 30 years ago you are, you are more likely to have a room of people who are not distracted, exactly. at least extern- externally, right? Of course, there's all the internal distractions, you know, something going on in their, their life, and they're thinking about something else, but at least externally, you are more likely to have had an audience where people are not distracted 30 years ago than you do now. Now there's all of this technology, people have their phones, people have all of these things that are happening mm-hmm. that are likely to distract them. So it is your responsibility as the speaker to have this really important opening, however, whichever strategy you decide to use, 
that will capture the attention of your audience. One of the things that, one of the strategies I personally do like, um, that I try to use and that I do appreciate a lot when people do it, is using a narrative approach, right? Where you begin with a very interesting story. Of course, this does not apply to every single thing or every single topic or speaking engagement, but it's one of those strategies whenever I have the opportunity to do that, particularly if when I have a relatable story, once again, relatable in terms of um, you know, the intersection between your audience and your topic, right? I, I, I would share that story. And usually people sit up when you begin something with a narrative, right? And you don't even have to complete a narrative. Yeah, yeah. You know, begin with the narrative, drop it at some point, present what you're, you're presenting, and then complete with your narrative, right? And show why that narrative is important in what you're trying to talk about. But whichever strategy you decide to use, the opening is important. The vocal variety is, is I, I, I see vocal variety as one of the few unsung heroes of the process of persuasion. Okay. And when I say that, what I do mean is that it's, un, it's unsung because people don't people don't think vocal variety, especially like on, on at face value, we don't think that vocal variety is is a big deal, yeah. right? But it, it is a big deal yeah. because it is what enables you to emphasize or de-emphasize certain aspects of your speech. The way that you vary your voice, the way that the strategies you are using you know the pitch and all of that 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 is what you you are you it's 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 and, and and the most skilled speakers are able to use this very intentionally okay. to emphasize or de-emphasize certain aspects of their presentation and that way and that directly contributes to the persuasive nature of the of the content you're delivering so i think i i see vocal variety as as one of those unsung um, heroes of this process of persuasion. I forgot the other two, sorry. Um, what, what else was there that I, I know I was structure talking about? Forces. So yes, let me talk about pauses and then I'll talk about structure. So so pauses are also really powerful, right? I'm a, I probably added to that unsung heroes, right? Pauses and when I speak, one of the things I do, particularly in, in my, my day job as a teacher, when I'm teaching, one of the things I do with, with pauses, it, it allows for, first of all, it allows for this, the audience to absorb what you're saying. Sometimes we tend to speak a lot and we tend to give a lot of information in a, in a, very, in a relatively short time frame. And sometimes your audience is trying, struggling to catch up, particularly those of us who teach, right? I teach an hour long class. Sometimes I teach a two and a half hour long class, right? And so that's a long time to be in a classroom. And so when I'm delivering, of course, I don't speak for the whole two and a half hours. There's other things that we would do, but even when, when I'm speaking like that and I'm delivering content that is otherwise, you know, you know, boring, you know, in terms of what students think. Pausing is one of the ways that you allow for the audience, particularly, once again, this is also one of, the, one of the things that you use very intentionally. You should never use pauses unintentionally, okay. right? 
it is something you do whether you are pausing for two seconds or for five seconds it should be done very intentionally because it allows the audience to to absorb what you're saying and you do that when you want when there's a particular thing that you want your audience to pay attention to right and the structure there's structure is everything when it comes to to your presentation because it is a thing that that differentiates a good speech from a bad of course there are, the other factors are involved but one of the key things that differentiates a good speech from a bad one you might have two speeches with exactly the same content yeah but one of them could be deemed an absolute mess of a speech and the other could be deemed a masterpiece okay and if you think about the fact that they both have the same content the difference here would be or one of the key differences would be the structure how are you how are you organizing your main points which 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 of these points you have five points that you want to make by the end of your speech which of these points would you would you de- decide to begin with and which of these points is going to be number five right that's not something you you haphazardly do you don't throw them all together there's a very specific way you need to think about how you're organizing your points how they are flowing into each other one of the things that my students will tell you even for written assignments is that i always insist on coherence and seamlessly tying your main points together and that's one of the things that structure gives you and that's why i always would tell people have an outline before a speech have an a written outline and a, an outline is not something that you need to use during your speech a lot of people would say that yes you need to use your outline when you're speaking i'm one of those people who would say that you don't necessarily need to use it though but you need to have it as part of your preparation because what an outline does it, it shows you in black and white what your what what your just the structure of your speech is going to look like or it should look like it gives you a picture of what the structure contributes to the persuasive the persuasion that you're trying to do all right so an opening a good opening helps you capture your audience attention and then they stay with you throughout your speech uh pauses helps your audience to absorb what you're telling them structure differentiates a masterpiece from a messed up speech and with structure you're able to um present a coherent speech that makes sense to everyone that listens to and then you also mentioned about um so we have opening the process structure and can you talk about a conclusion like a call to action at the end of your speech Sure, sure. So so like I mentioned when I started that, that usually and this is this is a preference of mine, right? That usually I try to tie my opening to my closing. Okay. This is not something that you everyone needs to do or you that you need to do all the time even if that's your preference. But it's something that I do often because I think it ties everything together. I think it ties everything together, right? In in the sense that it allows your audience to see the so what. Okay. The way you begin your 
your speech, if you are beginning and for instance, you are telling the story of something and then you make all of your arguments, you know, in the main body of your, your, of your speech and you present these points coherently and you tie them together and all of that. And then in the conclusion is where your audience is looking for you to answer the question of, so what? And if you are not able to answer that, so what question, your speech is, you know, it's like, it's like watching a movie which had all of the makings of a great movie. Like, you know, it began well and all of this, these action scenes and it was great and I'm a cinematography and the acting was great and the storyline seemed to be working right. But then the ending is like flat. And then you're like anti-climax, right? Like, what? What was the point of all of this great stuff when, if you can't tie it together well, if you can't finish the picture, right? And so the conclusion is the finishing of the picture. You need to be able to answer the so what question okay. at the end of the day. Okay. That seems to me. Uh... Every part of public speech is important. The opening is important. The conclusion is important. The structure is important. Pauses are important. Vocal variety is important. And we must be intentional about each and every one of them. I guess that means that preparation, a lot of preparation goes into every single speech that we give in order to persuade people. Very much, Dr. Eric Kakari, thank you for your time. Thank you for the great knowledge and wisdom that you've shared with us. All too soon, we have to end today's podcast, Speaking Like a Pro podcast. I wish and hope that you've learned a lot and you keep watching and listening to Speak Like a Pro podcast every now and then. My pleasure, Dr. Eric Kakari. Thank you. Good evening and bye-bye to everyone.